Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast, Empowering Female Leaders, for women who want to thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome today Kristen Burke, who has over a decade of experience coaching and developing hundreds of financial advisors for a Fortune 200 firm. She designed her coaching platform around the elements necessary to achieve breakout performances. Her clients excel with goal clarity, grow their confidence and consistently pursue progress in the direction of their goals. Kristen is committed to empowering you to elevate your career and achieve your definition of success. Welcome, Kristen. Do you want to add a few words about yourself? Thank you so much for having me and what a wonderful, warm welcome. In addition to everything that you mentioned, I host a podcast called Elite Achievement, so a fellow podcaster as well. And I am in Los Angeles, California, so a town outside of Los Angeles, California called Redondo Beach with my wonderful husband and beautiful daughter who will be turning eight later this month. Thank you, Kristen. So you are very much specialized in goal setting, performance, that people really achieve these goals and across all obstacles which they might face. Why is it so important to have goals at all? Oh, that is such a powerful question for us to start with. And goals help us understand what we want and why we're going for it. So clarity is one of the characteristics of goal achievers. And when we understand what's important to us and why we're going after it, we're more equipped and inspired to overcome adversities and obstacles and setbacks. And without that goal, we go through life or go through our businesses and we just go through them. It's not as exciting. It's not as invigorating. We don't have something that we're striving towards. So I heard a long, long time ago that you are either green and growing or you are ripe and rotting. And goals, they help us grow and, and help us become better professionals and better personally. What kind of goals are out there? Can you get us, give us a bit of clarity around this? Oh, there is no shortage of goals that you can set. So I recommend that we think about setting goals in different pillars and pillars that are important to each and every one of us. So the, the type of goals that I set might not be the same goals that you set because we're, we're going to be motivated by different things. We're going to have different visions. So in general, goals tend to fall in the pillars of professional so those could be your business goals. Those could be the goals you have at your work. Those could be the goals you have to grow professionally. So we have professional goals and you have personal goals. And those goals could center around how you want to develop. They might be goals around reading or podcasting or anything that's important to you personally. And then I I like to set family goals. I, I realized a few years ago, I spent all this time thinking about how I want to grow at work and how I want to become a better person. And I thought the people that I love, my husband and my daughter, why do I not have any goals around them and around us and what we want to do as a family? So I recommend family goals. And then some other common pillars center around health and fitness. 
So a lot of people tend to have fitness goals or health goals. And then faith is another pillar that resonates with individuals. So it, it can be very personal. And I recommend you don't go overboard and set too many goals because that can absolutely be a distraction. If you've got all these pillars and we got five to 10 goals in each pillar, it's going to be really challenging to keep track of them. So if you are newer to the goal setting process, and, and when we talk about setting goals, we're talking about clear, concrete goals. I'm sure most listeners have heard of the acronym, a SMART goal, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. I recommend if you're newer to that goal setting process, focus on one, focus on one and get really good and build the habits of achieving goals. And then you can add more on. If you're like, Hey, I'm an old season pro at setting goals, then you might want to expand and focus on two or three in each of those pillars. Is it essential to have a very long-term goal or to have a mix of long, short, short, midterm? How do you see that? Ah, yes. My answer is both. So I believe that great goal setting starts by having a long-term vision. And I love talking about a long-term vision because it's something that I struggled with for a while. And I, I came from my corporate career. I came from financial services and goal setting and visioning and growth and development is very big in that industry. And so I knew about writing a vision and I knew having a vision was important. I just struggled writing one myself. And I think a lot of women can struggle with visioning because of perfection. We wanna write the perfect vision or there's fear. Well, what if what I write doesn't come true? And one I hear all the time, I don't know what I'm gonna want five, 10 years from now. And you're like, yeah, you're right. We probably don't know today what you want, but you probably have an idea. And that idea might not be coming out because of fear and perfection, like we spoke about. So I recommend that great goal setting starts with a long-term vision 10 years from now. What does life look like? What does life feel like? What's your business? How, how is your business uh, evolving? What impact are you making? And then from that long-term vision, you can pull back and set your yearly goals. And now those yearly goals have a lot more meaning because they're connected to a bigger picture. You know why this yearly goal is important and it can help you achieve your long-term vision. Yeah, that's the power of having a vision. I experienced mm -hmm. that quite often with my clients as well. A vision is very important and it's not easy to define. As you say, because we're limiting ourselves in yeah, daring to believe in such a compelling vision and having a vision that looks like a best case scenario, nearly like a dream. Would you make a difference between the dream of your best case scenario and a vision? Yes. So a dream is this wish that you have. It probably is something you think about. It's a calling on your heart and a vision in my opinion, is when you take that dream and you get it down on paper and you start to actualize that dream. So it's a bit more concrete. There's more context to that dream. There's more color. There's more specifics aligning with that dream. And you have it in a place where you can go back and you can visit it. So I always recommend that we look at our vision every quarter, doing a quarterly goal review. You start your quarterly goal review by reading through your vision and figuring out what still resonates with you. If you don't have that vision, document it. If it's more like a dream where it's on your heart and your mind, it's going to be really hard to go back and view and say, hey, is this still the direction I want to go? What progress have I made? Where am I off track and why? And so having that 
actual vision document is really critical. And I think different people want a vision in different ways. I love a written vision, like a story. And I've had some clients who want to create a Pinterest board and that becomes more their vision. They're more visual. So it, I wouldn't get caught up in the exact format. When I say it's written, it's tangible. It's in a place where you can visit it and review it versus not being able to do that. And then you actually decline from that vision, your yearly goals, and then you go probably more into a short-term approach into it. What are then the next steps? If you have done down your vision and you directly switch to the yearly goals in your opinion, or how do you break it down? Because then it can become quickly overwhelming as well in between all these steps. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to offer two steps in between vision and actually setting your yearly goals. So after you create the vision, so you start to identify where you want to go, what life looks like, feels like, like I mentioned earlier, your business, then I recommend you go through a reflection. You go through a reflection over the past six months or the past year, and you ask yourself some very intentional questions so you better understand your goal-setting tendencies and behaviors. See, a lot of us, We'll set goals at the beginning of the year because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed new year, new goals. But if we don't understand what inspired us to achieve goals last year, why didn't we? And where'd we get off track? If we don't understand some of what works, we're going to keep repeating this pattern of setting a goal and not achieving it. So that reflection, incredibly critical. I send out to any subscribers on my email list, I send out a month end reflection reminder and then a quarterly reflection reminder to help people stay connected to this process of constantly reflecting. So we've got vision, we've got reflecting, and then we've got the brainstorming. So now we know where we want to go. We understand a little bit about our goal setting behaviors and tendencies. Now let's brainstorm. What are all the possible goals that inspire us in each of the pillars? And this is where you can go crazy and write everything down and whatever ideas are coming to you. And then you go into a planning process where you start to narrow down everything you've brainstormed and you get really crystal clear on what are the goals that are incredibly meaningful to me this year that are going to help me achieve my vision. That sounds like a very good process. If I look back into my year, for sure, there were situations where I just was dropping my goals, forgetting them. We are likely to repeat the same patterns than mm -hmm. we did before, as long as we don't reflect on it. So when you're done getting down to this goal setting, you have defined the goal or the goals, which are measurable, pretty tangible for you. Then obviously comes the, the magic moment where you have to take action. Oh, yes. <laughs> People start certainly to take action, but how can they continue also to take action and to take action in a very bold way or in a consistent and courageous way? That's a great question. So I want to recommend a very tangible process that's going to help people take action. And I call this the Friday ritual. So every Friday, and if your business week ends on a Thursday, then every Thursday, so at the end of your week, you go through the Friday ritual. And the Friday ritual is incredibly simple. It is three steps. Step number one, you write down your weekly wins. So go back through your week, look at your calendar, look at all the things you did throughout the week and write down, where did you win? And it can be a personal win, it can be a professional win. And this is so critical because so often, We wait until we've achieved a goal to celebrate. 
And there are all these milestones and, and points of progress along the way that we hardly recognize because we haven't hit the goal and we're maybe off pace for the goal. And if you build this habit of writing down your weekly wins, it grows your confidence. And having confidence is going to inspire you to take more action so you can keep achieving your goals. So write down weekly wins. Step two is note the lessons you've learned throughout the week. So as you go through your week, there are probably mistakes you've made, things you've said, and you thought, oh, next time I have that conversation, I want to do it a little bit differently. Maybe you learn something really great about marketing or one of your clients, or we're constantly learning. And if you have a process to write that down and capture those lessons learned, it's going to help you grow your courage. So you're going to become more equipped to face fear and recognize, hey, failure, it felt really terrible in the moment, and I'm okay now. So having that process to write down your lessons learned keeps that courage muscle really, really strong. And then the third part of the Friday ritual is to identify your priorities for next week. So a lot of us have goals and we probably know what we need to do to achieve our goals. Let's be honest. Like we probably know if we're, if we're really thinking clearly what we need to do. And the challenge becomes that we don't prioritize those actions. We prioritize everything else. We prioritize the emails that are coming into our inbox, or we prioritize doing things for other people. And, and if you have a process to every week, you're checking in, okay, what are my priorities next week? What are two to three things I need to do to achieve my goal? And then you block that time on your calendar, you're much more likely to follow through. So the Friday ritual really encompasses the four characteristics of the goal achiever, which is clarity, confidence, courage, and consistency. So you celebrate your weekly wins, you write down your lessons learned, and you identify your priorities for next week. Setting a goal and taking action upon it is increasing your confidence. So many people always wonder, how can I increase my confidence? And they're waiting for the magic wand to be self-confident suddenly and have this high, high self-esteem. Whereas finally, it's just about keeping your word, basically. Mm -hmm. We set a goal, you pro it's a promise to yourself. And if you keep that promise and you have a very nice way to track it down every week, I think this is very powerful so that obviously your confidence will grow because you will understand that even the lessons learned, even your little failures throughout the week actually bring you closer to what you want to achieve. And I think this is such an important lesson. What are your experiences? Can you share a story with one of your clients and how she overcame these obstacles that we always face? Because when we want to achieve a goal, it's obviously something which you do not have. And that means we need to step out of our comfort zones. Can you share a story about this? Oh, absolutely. I'll share a personal story around achieving a goal and the confidence and the courage that it took to get there. So I mentioned earlier that I host a podcast and I knew when I launched my business that I wanted to start a podcast to give back. I listened to a lot of podcasts before I left my corporate role and started my business. And I, I quite frankly grew a lot of courage and confidence by listening to other people and hearing their stories and how they built their businesses. And I thought, okay, I can do it, right? I can do it. And so having a podcast is really critical for me. I see it as a way to give back and make an impact. And so I was going through the year and I was doing my month in goal reviews and my quarterly goal reviews that I recommend. And I realized I wasn't making much progress on that podcast. And there's a lot of fear. You know, I, I was super afraid of launching a podcast, afraid of saying the wrong thing. And you put it out there and it's kind of there and it lives there forever. And what are people going to think? And is anyone going to listen? And 
I was so glad I, I asked that question when I was talking to my mom, because my mom said, well, I'll listen. Like, oh, okay. That's, that's so nice. Thanks mom. At least I'll have one podcast listener. And so I knew I had all this head trash, which let's be honest, a lot of times we don't achieve our goals is it's due to mindset. You know, it's, it's the stories we tell ourselves. It's the things that we're thinking. It's our limiting beliefs. It's all that head trash. And so I had all that head trash going on and I was on a networking conversation with an, another coach. And she mentioned she had a podcast producer. And I said, great. Well, you introduced me to the podcast producer. And so I worked through a lot of my courage and a, a lot of my confidence by hiring someone. And so that, that is a really great way. I, I hired someone and I knew, well, if I'm going to pay to have a podcast produced, I need to start recording some podcasts because I'm not just going to start paying for something and not have the content to put out there. And so by being able to collaborate with a professional, I made that investment. So a lot of times making that investment can help you grow your courage. I started to do it. And lo and behold, the more that I produce podcasts and recorded episodes, the better I got. And that's the thing with confidence. And I, I love how you pointed out, we all wait for this magic wand for like, yes, I need to feel confident before I take action but it's taking action that actually builds our confidence. And so sometimes we get it a little twisted and a little backwards. Yeah, it's exactly the other way around. You have to take action to become more confident. It's not working in any other way. So it's very helpful to get this part of accountability so that you need actually to follow up on it. I think another good way of doing that, which is a softer way and very accessible to anyone, is that you speak about your goals, you share them with mm -hmm. other people because then suddenly it's out there And many people shy away from doing that because they think, oh, no, and then if I don't achieve it, I look stupid. I look bad. What would you say to, to these people? Going public is an incredible way to follow through on your goals. And, and I, I have done that myself. I used to be a really big runner. I much prefer yoga these days as I've gotten older. And I would always post online about my long runs. And I wasn't doing it to be braggadocious, but I knew that I, it was my form of accountability. Like if I'm telling people I'm going to do this 20 mile training run, then I better get up on Saturday morning and do the 20 mile training run. Now, I'm sure most people didn't really care. They weren't paying that much attention, but in my mind, it made it a really big deal. So that's one of the things that I would share with people who hesitate going public is that it is so powerful for you. And most of the time, the people that you're going public to they're not, they're not going to think as highly or they're not going to think as much about what you're going through as you think that they are. I want to come back to a second point, which you mentioned before. Let's go back to what you said when it was about your weekly routine. You first said that you write down your three wins. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think people are very comfortable with doing that still. I mean, this is a very nice exercise. But then there was the other one. And I think therein lies a lot of power as well. I mean, you said that you identify your lessons learned so mm -hmm. that afterwards and by doing this weekly, you learn that you do not have to fear failure. Mm -hmm. And you share an example in practice of this as well. I used to think very successful people weren't afraid of failure. And the more books that I read and podcasts I listen to and seven-figure business owners that I talk to, I realize, oh no, they face failure. They, they have failure and they face fear. They just have a way to work through it. So that was a really powerful shift in my mind because I thought something was wrong with me. Like, why do I feel all this fear and why do I fail? And 
No, we all do. It's the successful people really have learned a way to work through that fear. And one of the things that I work with my clients on all the time is unpacking those stories that we tell ourselves and figuring out what is the actual fear. And so there's two power questions that I love to ask. And the first power question is, what is the worst that can happen? Now, I'm probably not the first coach to recommend that as a question, but it's a really good one to go through. What is the worst that can happen? And what's bad about that? What's bad about that? And then I recommend you flip, you flip the script. Our brains are so hardwired to focus on the negative and we often overemphasize the negative. So you flip the script and you ask yourself, what's the best that can happen? So if you do the thing that you are afraid of, what is the best that can happen? And what's good about that? And what's good about that? And what I find as I do this exercise with a lot of my clients is that when you look at the list between the worst and the best, the real fear is not going after the things that are on the best list. The real fear is not doing the thing because all the things we believe that are going to happen, we're usually exaggerating and they usually don't come true. And so we're, we're really, really losing out by not going after the best case scenario. Yeah, and I think we all know that situation that we were fearing so much something and then finally it was pretty easy going. And afterwards we wonder why the hell was I freaking yes. so much? Why haven't I done it before? It was so easy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. But it's, it's, it's the fear. It's that feeling. And I've heard a dream is this wish that you have. It probably is something you think about. It's a calling on your heart and a vision in my opinion, is when you take that dream and you get it down on paper and you start to actualize that dream. And we need to learn that fear is going to show up on the goal achievement journey. So visioning and setting goals, that's fun, right? Ooh, it's exciting. And I got this huge vision and we need to anticipate that. And that's where it's listening to podcasts and reading books and chatting with other successful professionals can help you overcome that fear. So having a robust development plan And then I also recommend having a bounce back plan. And I, I came up with this my first week in business. I was like, all right, I left my corporate role. I'm starting my business. Here we go. And I had rejection and canceled call and not much going on. And all of a sudden I could feel those negative thoughts start to form in my mind. And those, those can derail you off your goal achievement journey like none other. So I needed a way to combat those thoughts so they didn't take over. And I thought, well, you know what always makes me feel good working out. So I went, I worked out and I came back and I took one action in the direction of the story I was telling myself. So I, I sent, I set a meeting to get referrals to grow my business. And that really became the bounce back plan. You do one thing that makes you feel good. So for me, it was working out. It could be listening to music. It could be calling your best friend. You do one thing that makes you feel good. And then as soon as your mindset has shifted, you take one action. It can be small. You take one action in the opposite direction of the story you're telling yourself. And then you've kind of bounced back. You're out of that negativity spiral. And, and that fear has kind of you know started to calm down a little bit. 
Thank you, Kristin. I think this was a wonderful last tip. Thank you very much for this talk. You gave a lot of insights and I just can recommend to all the listeners to listen to it once more because there were so many interesting informational pieces in there which everybody can apply actually very easily from now onwards. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they go? Thank you so much for having me. You can find me at kristenburke.com. I hang out on Instagram at meet Kristen Burke, and you can listen to the podcast Elite Achievement. Thank you very much, Kristen. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much. Do you want to get free access to my ebook Top 10 Achievers Lessons? To get your free ebook, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Then send me a screenshot of your review to my email address, contact at ulrikaseminati.com and I will send you your ebook straight away. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I'm excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.